It is the 3rd of April. It is episode 98 of Operation Retroshock. I am one of your hosts, Alan Price, and alongside me, as always, is... Hi, it's Chris Vint. And you were talking about WrestleMania before we came on air, whereas was, what was it, five years ago today that we were in New York? And then four years ago tomorrow, we were in Atlanta slash New Orleans. Yes. Which I just... Which was, one, which was one of the craziest travel days ever. Yes, because we had to get a bus from here down south, and then nobody wanted to be there. I'd rather just go home, and then it's, it took us it got to twenty four hours. Yeah, and it was, and it was, and it was nonstop. It was yeah. bus to Dublin, Dublin to Atlanta, Atlanta to New Orleans, bags at the hotel, straight to access. Yeah, and uh, some of us weren't as chipper. No, others. some of us weren't. At F- all. File f- file form, <laughs> but then I got better. So, yeah, it yeah. got better. Yeah, we can thank we could thank the other Irish guys for that. We kind of they'd been there prior, so they were a bit rested, and you kind of couldn't help but be infected. Yeah, by their energy. But yes, everybody, welcome to episode ninety eight. We're creeping and we're crawling towards episode one hundred. It'll be coming up the week of Avengers: Infinity War, but it's Marvel month. It is. So you're going to basically be getting an episode every week here in the run-up to the Avengers, folks. Today's episode is mainly going to be a Retroshock News episode, but we have plenty of topics to talk about. You have to kind of pick your battles here, folks. You have to let us do this a week about here, so you're going to get plenty of stuff in the end, so don't worry that it's only a news show. But we're going to have good topics nonetheless, so we are. So uh, we'll just dive straight into this. Yeah, you go first. I will go first then, so let's have a look. Let's go for this one. And our topic is... <laughs> you can't see me, Duke. Nukem. Yeah, this came up my Twitter, and I was like... This was before April, and I thought, is somebody planting like an April Fool's joke? I couldn't believe it when I saw you know, it as well. Yeah, so uh, this is from VG247, which says um, that there's a Duke Nukem movie coming out, and wrestler John Cena is earmarked to play the the hero everyone's least f- favorite first person shooter per- protagonist is getting his own film and it's going least favorite that's what apparently it says at least cinema will look the part mind oh we don't have a script yet so that is confirmed at this point but if he reads the script and he doesn't like the script i'm sure there's ways he could pull out producer andrew form explains the scene as casting but right now he's our guy they aren't very positive enough. Positive, you know. It's like, we haven't got a script. Yeah. Uh, if he doesn't like it, he can pull out. Mm. Oh, well, uh, there's that there that says that, so I'm not going to repeat that. Oh, wow. Yeah. So, okay. Um, That's a very interesting article yeah, then. So, they're not, so they're not pulling it. their punches. There you have it. It's going to be a fun, sexist romp starring John Cena. Now they just have to write the script and hope John Cena is all right with it. Thanks for listening. Sometimes mm. we include links to online reading. Oh, jeez. So, yeah, I just... It wasn't a film that needs to be made, but I, the reason why I put that in there was because we talked about the likes of Sonic movie and yeah. we talked about Mario movie and then this is another video game and could this be because of the success of the Tomb Raider movie that they thought, hmm, we'll do like a movie to do with, you know, Duke Nukem isn't relevant anymore? Well, I don't think it suits today's world. No. In terms of the content, um, because we all know Duke Nukem's past and what he likes and stuff like that. And then if you have Cena put with yeah. that, and then the fact that the wrestling is very PG-orientated. Yeah. 
will they be okay with certain aspects of the Duke Nukem? Mm-hmm. But then your argument is, can you do Duke Nukem without that? Yeah. And if you do, then that's just going to make people who are fans of Duke Nukem upset and stuff mm-hmm. like that. I don't see this happening. No. I don't see this making, flipping, getting filmed, let alone in the movie theatre. This will be one of those things like Duke Nukem Forever. It'll be in development It'll hell for, forever. for a while. So Yeah. Duke Nukem was a beloved character for quite a stretch of time Mm -hmm. but it was that wait for Duke Nukem Forever and then when Forever came out it just kind of fell on its face because it was a game everybody got built up and hyped about because they never thought it was going to come out Mm -hmm. and then it was just 90s mechanics with semi-decent graphics that people just weren't impressed with. That's the thing is that if they try and do that for the movie as well, mm. that's just not going to sit well with fans. I don't, to- I don't think I don't think you could translate a Nukem like you could a Lara Croft. Mm. The Lara, the, at least the recent Lara Crofts, have a lot of story to them. Yeah. So there's a bit of stuff you can go off there. And having seen the latest Lara Croft movie, I was reasonably impressed by it. So I think there's far more of a chance of a sequel for that. Yeah, plus the fact you could kind of put her in any surrounding. Yeah. You know, like, so it's kind of like with Indiana Jones, you could put him in a different surrounding, as long as it's not aliens. That's fine. Or you know, crystal skulls and all that nonsense. Yeah, because that just doesn't sit well at all. I think that's going to get swept under the rug for yeah. number five. I think I said, like, you have to do with Indiana Jones, um, the... Box set. It comes with the original three and a bonus feature of another movie. <laughs> right. So your first one that I picked up says Nintendo Switch, and that's all. Okay. So yeah, uh, the Nintendo Switch. I only saw this uh, over the weekend. I just thought it was something that'd be kind of cool to mention and point out. I didn't know that the Switch was actually doing this well. I knew it was doing mm-hmm. decently well, but I didn't think it was doing this well. Um, but what I found out the other day was that in Japan. It recently hit 4 million sales, mm-hmm. which is only two weeks slower than the Nintendo Wii. And the Nintendo Wii was... Gangbusters for yeah. them, like, it yeah. absolutely sold like wildfire. Well, if I remember re- if I remember what I read was that Mario Kart 8 Deluxe has been Nintendo's best-selling Mario Kart game ever. Wow. You know, and that's, and, um, that's you know, obviously SNES... GameCube, N64, etc. That beats all of them, Mm -hmm. you know, and I think for everyone who owns a Switch, at least 50 or 60% of people own Mario Odyssey. Wow. So... Well, I own both Mario Kart and Mario Odyssey, so... Same here, yeah. um, I think probably those two and the likes of Zelda are probably Mm -hmm. your key three for the Switch in terms of attach rates, probably, for them. But you think of what the Switch could have been if they had brought that out... And not done the Wii U because mm-hmm. I think the Wii U was their failed attempt at that because they were trying to get in the tablet. Can, you can see the early days yeah. of what they had in their heads, yeah. And if they'd maybe just waited that couple more years, because mm-hmm. the Wii wasn't doing bad by any stretch of the imagination, no. And I still say to this day that they made a terrible decision in naming it the Wii U, yeah, because then people just thought it's not a new console, it's just like a DSi to a DS, that sort of thing. Um, But no, it's good to see that the sales are doing so well, considering everybody was quite doom and gloom a couple of years ago when the Wii U was coming out saying, oh, this could bankrupt Nintendo. But having said that, 
and because I worked Black Friday, our best-selling console on Black Friday was the Switch, and yeah. it had no discount because people would ask, "Is that going to be discounted?" And we're like, "It's only. It's not even a year old it's yet. N- it's, it's only Nintendo. just very unlikely. It's just been a year old, you know. Yeah. Like, and that's the thing is that that's scary to think that it's only just been out a year. Mm-hmm. Like, fair enough. I think they've bought out some great games, yeah. but at the minute, it's. It's every so often that yeah. it seems to be happening. We're in a wee bit of a lull right yeah, now. There's too many indie games for my liking, whereas yeah. I think with the likes of Kirby that came out, which I played the demo of and liked, but I wasn't really... I think I think the big thing with Nintendo is I would probably like to go and play the, those new games like Kirby and stuff yeah. like that, but it's the cost mm-hmm. of the games themselves. And it's like, I'd like to try Kirby, but... I'm not wanting to drop 40, 50 quid. We'll get the demo on the marketplace then. <laughs> I'll maybe try it. Yeah, maybe try, try it and it. see. You I know. still won't drop 50 quid though. No, well. But, um, this, but this is the thing is Nintendo products notoriously hold their price. Yes. So they do because Breath of the Wild, all those games, the Mario Kart stuff from when it first came out are still holding their price. Mm-hmm. You'll very rarely get them on a discount, probably the likes of an Easter sale or a summer sale yeah. or something like that. You'll maybe get a fiver here and there, but the console isn't going anywhere no. price-wise. No. At least for a couple of years yet anyway. Um, because Nintendo are very strict when it comes to their but pricing. there's no point in reducing the price of still selling well. No one. It's whenever the sales drop, then you reduce but this it. Is, but this is the way the market's going. Mm-hmm. So it is. It's Nintendo have again... I'm not going to say hit the mother load, but they've got their finger on the pulse yeah. at the right time. Mobile gaming with a console that's reasonably powerful mm-hmm. to have decent graphics that you can just throw in your bag and take with you on holidays if you want yeah. or whatever is extremely useful. Do I see PlayStation and Xbox going there? Probably not yet. I think they'll probably stick to the 100% household-based yeah. game, let Nintendo have that. I don't think Nintendo would really complain about that. No, I don't think PlayStation will dip their toe in the handheld after the, the abandonment of that was the Vita. That was absolute. You know, because whenever you look at that, I mean, they're not really even supporting the VR yeah. anymore. You know, like they're they've and just it's, and it's dropping in price. They've isn't dropped it? it in price from three hundred and fifty to two hundred and sixty, and that apparently that's a permanent price drop. Serious? Well. Wow. So that's taken. I was what, thinking that was maybe because of Easter or something. That's taken from what I read online. That's a permanent price drop. Mm. Um, so that could be because sales are floundering that of a- wouldn't put you in mind that things are good in the VR department no no. I saw that there was an update for Wipeout VR as well there was a VR version of that that <sighs> to me just screams of making you vomit yeah I don't know you're alright with that thanks <laughs> you're alright with that but yeah no, I just thought it was quite interesting that it only was two weeks slower to yeah. 4 million sales in Japan and Japan's obviously a key market Moving on then, let's see, let's go for this one. Okay, aha, Fantastic Four number one. Yeah, so last time we talked about um, the Fantastic Four and says, um, uh, you know, we were talking about the comics and they were doing like a fresh restart and things like yes. that. Um, Fantastic Four hasn't really, sorry, I'm just getting the photo here. I've seen the cover, you don't yeah. have to worry. Okay. Um, so they're back this August. So it's just like, where have they been since the end of Secret Wars? So we haven't seen Fantastic Four in comic books since th- yes. this time. My thinking behind this is that the reason why they're bringing this back is because of, merger. Because of the merger that they want to bring this back into the forefront of people's minds. So unless we're going to get maybe 
in a film we're going to get say X-Men and Fantastic Four kind of thing because well it would be perfect Phase 4 Fantastic Four yeah exactly so I don't know what it's done by Dan Slott who did you know Spider-Man I was going to say Spider-Man and then he's moved on to Iron Man as well and obviously he's doing Fantastic Four um, I've met Dan Slott and he is one of those, those really nice people who mm-hmm. you know like He's kind of a mark for himself, is the way Robbie puts it. I've, I've heard he's a very vocal person. He's very vocal, but he is he's not very um, demeaning towards others. You know, like if you say you like his work, then he'll talk about something that, you know, oh, well, you know, whenever we did this, whenever we did that, whenever we did this, and he'll be talking about his work. It's not a case of there, there you go, yeah. or whatever. So he is a very, he's a massive diehard Doctor Who fan as well. Right. Um, like he, there's like photos of him at conventions doing the Spidey thing with like David Tennant <laughs> or whatever, you know, like, so there's things like that. Um, I heard he's been paired with one of the good artists as well, one of their big artists. Yeah. Um, if, Sarah, somebody I have a funny feeling. I think yeah, it's Sarah Pacelli. Yeah. I have no idea who she is. Really, I think I remember reading she's she's worked with him as well quite a bit in the mm-hmm. past with like Spider-Man and all as well. So I th- from what I'm picking up with it all, it seems like it's they're pushing their big guy, their yeah. big guns, their big you know people. Yeah. I think they're doing to get this going again because they're doing a refresh. Because Dan Slott's been on Spider Man for quite some time, so with them moving them around, you know, like so things don't get stale and things. Yeah, because you know, he's been. I think he was with Spider Man considerable amount of time, yeah. wasn't he? Because uh-huh. I think from issue seven hundred was maybe his, maybe around there was around the, his first ones, but to just move things around and pair people up with different you know different writers with different artists and things yeah. like that so it gives you know like it's a fresh start but you're getting different characters interpreted by somebody else because a lot of people have said that Jason Aaron's run on Thor whenever Jane Foster was Thor was really good yes but then you have other characters that they'll do stuff with but then they'll end up finishing yeah with so I don't know if DC or I know DC are doing like a Justice League um, kind of reboot because um, I remember saying the mic about that yeah so <laughs> but then there's too many sometimes there's too many of them and mm-hmm. then there's it's whenever you start having 10 or 12 different comic series and then you have an ongoing event event, and then you need to get issue 11 of this yes. one that one that one yes. that one that one and then that's whenever it starts becoming more because I always kind of I always kind of go through my fads of reading comics you know I'll kind of like read a whole bunch of comics for like mm-hmm. A couple of weeks and then i'll maybe not read comics for like a couple of months or something yeah. like that and then i'll go back and i'll try and catch up and stuff yeah. um but there's nothing irks me more than i'm reading through like i think it was one of the star wars series a while ago mm. and i was like you now need to go and read darth vader number two or something yeah. like that i think it was it was the vader down stuff mm-hmm. and it was like okay now you have to read star wars number 32 it's just like yeah. Just let me read the story, please. Yeah. It, it, it does get a bit annoying because, you know, especially if you don't read that series, then you have to... The reason why they do that is because then it boosts sales for yeah. that particular comic, which is fine. But whenever you're doing that with seven or eight different comics and you're, you're having to look at the checklist because they put a checklist on the back and then you have to go through and go like, right, so what I need to add to my list? So whenever I'm buying my... Because I used to write out my comic list. Yeah. And then I would have, right, I need to get Cyclops number four, say. All right, that's the Black Vortex one, so I need to get, you know, this one here. And then I have to write on that, you know, because that has to go in with that. Yeah. Because otherwise you're reading it going, what's this to do with anything? You know, so it's just, it's more, if they do events like once 
I think they only do it like once or twice a year, but it's become more frequent now mm. that they're doing it, and then that means more money. And yeah, it's like, try and boost the sales. Yeah, do I do it or do I not do it? So I may get issue one or two of a couple of them. Like I've never really see what it's like. I've never really sat down and read Fantastic Four, but I'd like to give that one a go and give the Hulk one. Well, they're a one go of the, as well. They're one of the key parts of their history. So it was kind of that's you know because it was at Fox, mm. they kind of dialed things back a bit and. Now, because there's the chance that it could be coming into the fold again. Yeah, because then they've delayed... Dial things back up. They've delayed that New Mutants movie to 2019 now. And Dark Phoenix as well. Yeah, they've delayed that as well. That's a bit That's that's a bit so, of a mess going on there. Yeah. What did you think of the image that they released for it? Just the kind of promo image? Oh, just like of the shadows? Yeah. I thought that was good because then you don't know... You know, sometimes... The exact style they're going they'll for? They'll have like different... Um, whether the thing is going to be like really... Rocky, okay, or yeah. whether he's going to be, you know, more streamlined. Kind of, yeah, so you just don't. Know, I like that air of you don't know what you kind of have got. So I'll give it a go and see what it's like. I thought it was cool, just the slightest, you know, like a nice wee nod was that Sue Storm and Reed Richards were just holding hands. Yeah, in the middle, it's just like a nice wee thing. Um, but no, I'm interested. I'll probably give it a go. Okay, Michael and I. I'll Your turn. Which says, Ready Player One. Ready Player One. So, oh, hold um, on, because I have one to tie into this, which I'm actually going to take from here. Well, we can, can talk it. about it at the same time if you want to. Okay. If it ties in a wee bit. It does tie in. It's but uh, I'm not going to go too spoiler or anything like that. It's not a news headline or anything like that, but I just wanted to say a quick few things about the movie, considering I went and saw it this week. Uh, if you've been following us on Twitter, you'll have seen my kind of three tweet review of things. <laughs> um, Really, really enjoyed it. Was worried at times um, before going to see it because mm-hmm. there has been a lot of negativity out there. Wow, the internet. What a shock. Wow. <laughs> full, full of negativity. Yeah. What do you expect? But there's a lot of people who have had serious hatred for the likes of the book. You know, the book does contain a lot of lists and just what has been referred to as nostalgic porn. Um, but... Spielberg pretty much nailed it for me. Mm-hmm. It's you're not getting beat over the head or anything like that. I like look at this, look at this. There was maybe one or two things that I was like, mm, you're maybe being a wee bit much there. Yeah, it's like a character would shout the name of an item mm-hmm. and throw it to somebody, and then that person when they received it said the name of the item again. Right. And I was like, that was the only moment. And that only oh, happened twice. It almost sounds like product placement. She's like, yeah, look what I have in my hand. Um, <laughs> what do you have in your hand? I have this in my hand. <laughs> but no, uh, felt the acting was really, really good. Uh, as I kind of said to you before we came on air, really has that sort of 80s feel to it, the classic Spielberg. Um, of course, I add up the fact that DeLorean was in it, that sort of thing. Main criticism I'd probably have of it, and again, I've said this in my tweet, is it is very, very fast mm-hmm. uh, in comparison to the book. The book feels like it kind of happens over weeks and months. Okay. Um, whereas this all feels like it kind of happens as soon as kind of the first thing is found mm-hmm. in the hunt for the Easter egg. It's all over within like a day. Right. Or a couple of days at the very, very most. Yeah. Um, so when you put that side by side of the book that would probably be my main criticism of it but it's a movie you can't spend six or seven hours going and such and such went over here and hunted and read these books for like three months to try and find this clue to get <laughs> yeah. you here um, 
a lot of the kind of quests you could say or challenges to get the certain items to get you to the easter egg are different to the book it's very i'll just say it it's drastically different to the book okay so it is but not in a bad way mm -hmm. i actually would almost say it's better than the book yeah so it would um because there was some things in the book it just well you see that's the thing with like say walking dead and you have certain things in a comic and then the tv is different because i suppose they do it that way because if you read the book you know this is going to happen whereas in the film they'll go like oh oh right i thought that was going to happen but obviously this happened instead yeah so it's to kind of maybe keep the people who are diehard the book fans like on their toes like i'm sure harry potter i know where the end of lord of the rings was nowhere near what it was in the book yeah and it was changed drastically 27 endings yeah um but i thought the quests were good especially the second one i'm not gonna say what it is or anything like that but it involves um another movie okay and my mouth just dropped when it happened because you are just like how has this been done mm -hmm. right now and i think that is a big thing coming out of this for folks is people are just like wait till you see the second quest because it'll just blow your mind okay um some very interesting use of the camera the way certain shots were filmed um you've seen it in now this doesn't spoil anything with the movie but you'll start to see it nowadays in sports when like the football or any sort of thing i noticed that a lot at the winter olympics that was used there recently that you'll be focusing on using one camera yeah and then you'll move in like 3d in real time and it'll be like you're moving around the room but the focus is staying in the same place right so it's kind of like almost 3d okay but not 3d <laughs> right it's it's you have to see it to understand completely what i'm saying but because it's a movie primarily based in sort of a digital world you can see where Spielberg has had a bit of freedom to try some new techniques. Yes. That he can't do practically in a real life setting. Um, ben Mendelsohn. It's a bad guy. So Was that the guy who Rogue One. Kranich. Kranich, yeah. Boy, that boy can play a bad guy. <laughs> <laughs> really, really well. Now, I'm not going to say again. That's probably where some people would feel maybe the movie drops down a bit. Okay. Because again, with that 80s feel comes kind of... 80s across the board in that your villains very much twirl moustache twirl moustache and oh damn drat those kids you know <laughs> they foiled my plan and stuff like that but no very enjoyable uh there is a few star wars drops in there as well for folks no marvel or anything like that because it's warner brothers okay i wanted to get your thought on thoughts on this then so apparently it was reported in 2015 that steven spielberg was courting gene wilder to play oasis creator james halliday in ready player yeah. one which would have made it the first film wilder had done since 1999 so i just wanted to get your thoughts because obviously okay. if you've seen the movie i haven't would he have been just if you think about his willy wonka persona and right okay like, yeah do you think he would have been better than the person who played mark rylance um very interesting. Mark Rylance didn't play as big a part in the movie as I thought he was going to be. Okay. But again, the character doesn't in the book either because it's not a spoiler or anything like that. The whole thing is the character has died. Right. And it's kind of 
as we mentioned with Gene Wilder, it's a bit of a Willy Wonka sort of who wants the chocolate factory, who wants this thing he created, yeah. that sort of stuff. But you get little flashback moments from his life. So Gene Wilder or him, I would have liked to have seen how Gene Wilder did it. Mm-hmm. Um, I know he respectfully turned down because he just decided, no, not for me. Yeah, I'd have probably wanted to see Gene Wilder, but that's not a slight on Rylance's performance yeah. or anything like that. It's a very quirky performance. Okay. But again, that's part of the, that's what the character is meant to be. Yeah. He's meant to be this sort of guy who's been enamored with his work. But again, that's the parallels are there mm-hmm. between um, Halliday in Ready Player One and Wonka yeah. in the Chocolate Factory because he's basically been shut away and focused on his work. Okay. And away from humanity. But yeah, I'd have been up for Gene Wilder. Funny because just to go on to something else before we do the next one was yeah. that um, just talking about people who were almost cast as something else I didn't know this until I read this on Twitter uh-huh. that apparently Harrison Ford was courted to play Ian Malcolm in Jurassic Park really yeah so he was obviously that's Jeff Goldblum's character yes and whenever he, Spielberg asked him he declined it and said no that character is not for me and then he said once he watched the film and he saw Goldblum play it he said he made the right decision not to play that absolutely Absolutely. I think that's I think it's just weird whenever you hear like like one that will always stick with me till the day I die is that Richard Gere was considered to play uh, John McClane in Die Hard which I will never (laughs) ever be able to wrap my head around but no if you if you that's probably the perfect way to compare this could I ever see anybody else playing that performance of Holiday in Ready Player One? Mm. Yes. Could I see anybody ever playing Ian Malcolm in Jurassic Park? No. Okay. There you go. Right. I think that's okay. a fair summary. Fair enough. Um, so, well, oh, I suppose we kind of double covered stuff. So, yeah, on to the next one for you. Avengers TV spots. Funny, I watched one of them before we came on. <laughs> Which one did you watch? Um, to, uh, maybe number 10 or something, was it? <laughs> Don't tell me the numbers. I don't know. Um, um, no, but there's been a few of kind of came out, and I just wanted to mention it quickly, considering well, it's Marvel month, so we yeah. have to, we definitely have to talk about this stuff. I wasn't sure whether you'd have kind of been shying away from a wee bit now. I like to try to because I don't want to get that much. Yeah. Spoiled for me. The one thing I would say though about the TV spots is they're not showing us much extra. Yeah. It's maybe like a quick snippet. Yeah. Of like a shot, like there was one released today, which was just. You got a more front-on shot of the Iron Man armor. Oh yes, it was at the the one that kind of just wraps around him. Yeah, that's the one I saw. The one he puts his glasses on. And he saw Strange kind of yeah. doing a bit more magic as well. Um, as do the action. There was another one that had a little bit extra. You got to see that shot from I think it was was it Comic Con last year where like Thor hits the windscreen yeah. of the Guardian ship. Kind of see Rocket like looking over him whenever they bring him into the ship. You saw well. that in one of the ones. I think there was another bit of Spider-Man stuff in there. There was also then, I think probably the one that is kind of circulating the most and getting talked about is one with Groot. So it is, okay. it's, a, it's a scene where they're, you know, it's the Guardians and mm-hmm. they're in their ship. I'm guessing it's in the run-up to them running into Thor. Okay. Because they're kind of going sort of light speeds sort of thing. So they're probably going to go to light speed and then they're going to drop out and see all the madness that's yeah. in front of them. Um, but obviously Groot's teenage mm-hmm. and 
uh, Quill just turns around to him and he's like, you know, I'm not going to tell you again. Will you get off that thing? Because remember, we spotted in one of the earlier trailers, yeah. he's kind of like playing on his oh, phone. Oh, so when he turns around, he goes like, language. Yeah, he's just like, I am Groot. And he's like, language. <laughs> it was just like, perfect. But uh, no, just kind of wanted to mention them sort of thing because, well, it's Marvel month. So Yeah, it's hard to believe that it's like in, uh, what, about three weeks or so? That we... it's, it's getting here fast. Yeah, so I'm excited for it. And it'll be here in a blink of an eye. So, um, next one then? Yeah. Let's see. So this is your last one, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah, we'll go for the last one. Let's have a look. Boy, which way am I? Aha, WrestleMania 34, seven hours long, seven damn hours, Chris says here. I mean, like, gone were the days, like WrestleMania used to be, you know, you would have a three-hour Raw, and then you would have, you know, a four-hour pay-per-view. Yeah. I don't mind four, five, but seven hours is a bit much. And it's funny that you brought this up, and it's funny that I decided to do this last night, because last night marked 17 years since WrestleMania 17. Okay. Arguably one of the best, if not the best, WrestleManias in history. Yes, I would for totally a, agree with For you. an overall end-to-end from, card. Yeah, from beginning to... Beginning to uh, Triple H Undertaker, you had the TLC, you know, and you had Austin and Rock as and your Vince big Shane, three. Which yeah. wasn't that bad. But, but those big three alone... Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. Are worthy of any WrestleMania. So they are. Um, and Jericho and Regal were in the opener. So they were. And then you had the hardcore with like Kane and Raven. And oh, yes, that's like right. That. That's whenever the three. Big Show, I think it was. Yes, that's whenever the three Raven through the glass. Yes. That's right. Exactly. But I went on to the network last night just to kind of watch the key moments of the show. Um, that's funny. Because it was the anniversary. That's funny you've done that because I'll tell you why. <laughs> Loaded it up on the WWE Network. Mm-hmm. How long is it from start to finish? Give me a guess. If you're saying WrestleMania 34 is going to be seven hours. Four, I would say maybe four hours, 15 minutes. Three hours, 45. Three hours, 45 minutes. And that is actually not even the full kind of accurate time. Yeah. Because you have the opening promo package. And then they actually do a closing promo package, which you don't get nowadays. Mm-hmm. So probably about the final three minutes of the show is quick highlights yeah. off WrestleMania. So you're probably talking about 3.41, 3.42 is the actual proper runtime. So you could near enough, you could fit in two, two WrestleManias. Because it's funny because I watched, um, I'd watched it before, but I watched Kurt Angle's 24 thing on the network. Yes. And then a real hankering to watch WrestleMania 21. Yeah. Which, again, you know, you had Hogan come back. That was after his Hall of Fame. You had uh, Edge win the first ever Money in the Bank. You had Undertaker versus Orton. Um, and then the match of the night was probably Shawn Michaels versus Kurt Angle. Yeah. So, you know, I have no idea what the total run time of that was, but I'm sure it was around the same kind of time, if not a bit. You know, because sometimes you'd watch it and go like, is it going to be four hours? And then you'd be like, oh, it's actually a bit, shorter yeah. than four hours and oh that's good whereas like even I think the last time whenever you talked and you said you know like it was six or seven hours at the last you know like the last meeting the one I was at yeah and you were like it was you know because they had to start it er- you know they had to start it, it early it was crazy now what I'm actually going to do here is I'm going to pull up the card for Wrestlemania 34 here just to figure this all out in our heads because I think the last time I actually checked it was something like 14 matches. Yeah, and that's, without, 
that's at the current time with like the John Cena Undertaker, which you know, like if they were putting this amount of effort into it, it's going to happen. And then I have a funny feeling that you're going to get Bailey versus uh, Sasha Banks, you know, to have a match um, there. It looks like they're going to go into the battle royal, the women's battle royal. Okay. It looks like they aren't actually going to end up getting it, which oh, right. for time wise, I can kind of see why. Well, here if you got seven hours, <laughs> like and you yeah. have fourteen matches. Yeah, we're currently sitting. Wikipedia has 13 matches here, but I do have a feeling. I think it's 14 with Undertaker and Cena. Okay. So it is, which we will find, we will all know um, probably by the time you hear this. Yeah. So sorry that we don't know, but it's pretty much going to happen. But we don't know, but you know. Yes, exactly. So you have the Andre the Giant Memorial Battle Royal, which will probably end up being pre-show, I'd suspect, um, because they'll probably want to put the women on the main show. Well, either that or it'll be, isn't there like a 2-5 match or something? The group, yeah, there's a yeah, so championship I think that match. Probably, you'll probably have that and you'll probably, you may have that after, say, like the Undertaker match or something. The only like. thing that could make me see Andre's Battle Royal be on the main show is because they're doing that HBO documentary very, very soon. Okay. It's coming out, I think, in the next month or so. Yeah, and because they're, you, and they're trying to make a big deal of it. You had like t- um, Triple H and Hogan kind of talking to each other at that. Because I think that's what initially surprised everyone when they decided to do the women's battle royal is mm-hmm. because they're like, "Do you not want the full focus to be on Andre?" Because you've got this documentary yeah. coming. But we've got the Andre Memorial Battle Royal. Um, I don't think there's any crazy real names in does there. I think, that, like, I think like Ziggler and all. Does that in there. need to be called that anymore? The Andre. Yeah, does it need to have that name? Because it never did before, and it was only really at 30 that it got that. I think by giving it a name, they have snookered themselves, mm-hmm. in that they kind of have to keep it going now. Because then they're going to go, well, why have you dropped this dedication to yeah. you, Andre the Giant, and all? Which obviously means now with the women, Swan not having a name anymore. <laughs> yeah. We'll not talk about that anymore. Because that's got even more drama filled since we last discussed it. Um, you know that doesn't need to happen again on a WrestleMania now, so it doesn't because it's just a women's battle royal. Mm-hmm. Just even though they're building it up like this big historic thing now, don't ever mention the Kid Rock battle royal. Oh God! Um, but we have Daniel Bryan and Shane McMahon versus Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn. Whether Shane's going to be there or not, we don't really know at the moment because. He has because div- divert- Derverticulitis, Aye, that's easy for you which to is the, which is the same thing that yeah, Brock, Brock had, had, yeah, which kind of scuppered his first um, run UFC because he had to get part of his intestines cut out and all. But they're obviously fairly confident he's going to be able to go here. Mm-hmm. But I think they'd be pushing it. Rumors are the backup plan would be Kane uh, to reunite Team Hell No. Oh right, okay. So it would, which I actually wouldn't mind seeing. No, I'll be because that was a good that was a good run between those two. Yeah. Um, you've then got uh, Ronda Rousey Kurt Angle versus Triple H and Stephanie McMahon do you have any thoughts about this because we haven't really discussed wrestling and Rousey and stuff I get it but at the same time I don't get it I don't get Kurt Angle I would understand it more if it was The Rock because of what happened a couple of WrestleManias prior where were those two I understand he's probably busy filming or Smiling a lot or whatever, but... The rumours have always been that it was going to be Kurt Angle and Triple H at a WrestleMania. Yeah. That they wanted to do that. Mm-hmm. Um, <sighs> Rousey is a bit of an anomaly for me. Yeah. When she keeps her mouth shut and looks like a badass, thumbs up. Mm-hmm. 
but she is far from confident on that microphone. Now, if you've seen her do promos and stuff like that, I saw, UFC, her, do that, I saw her do that interview to do with whenever we said about going back in time. And she went, I, can't I, go I, I couldn't bring myself to watch that because like, like, that's going to be terrible. I can't go back in time, or like, but back in time to UFC, you know, will you go back, you know, in time, back in time? From what, from what I heard, time. it wasn't kind of worded the best. It wasn't worded the best, but you could tell that she didn't want to answer it, and she kind of just mucked him about, really. Yeah, know? and I've heard also her interviews haven't been the best way of portraying wrestling. Mm. In terms of you know, not that there was much has been much kayfabe left in the world, but <laughs> no. uh, she fairly blows it out the water. Um, but yeah, she needs to get the mic skills improved. Don't like the promo videos that they've been doing for Stephanie because they're not that it's anything new, but they're bigging Stephanie up like the best thing since sliced bread when it comes to like it's some trainer guy right. down at the performance center saying, you know, I've trained UFC fighters and Olympic athletes, but Triple H and Stephanie McMahon are breaking the mold and doing even better than they are. And I'm like, Stephanie McMahon is the daughter of Vince McMahon <laughs> who has wrestled like. Twice, four years ago. Or? maybe had like one good match in her career and that was against well, like Brie Bella. Don't, don't push this, Chris. Don't push this. No, well, the Brie Bella match yeah, it's, was uh, a good if you, match. If you yeah. weigh up her matches, yeah, yes, exactly, that would yeah, probably yeah. be one of her better matches. I would say the matches. Triple H may have a few better matches than her, <laughs> just the thought. But um, I could see Kurt and Trips having to do the heavy lifting in that match for the most part. Oh, yeah, yeah. So well, I'd say Ronda will probably win the match. For them, Rondell do something. Rondell do something, and she'll whack Triple H, and then Kurt will like do the Olympic Slam, and then pin him, or she'll pin yeah. him. Have you seen much Kurt since he's come back? Um, I saw him with the Shield, but I've always thought Kurang always looks a bit. I don't know what it is. Sometimes in into sometimes whenever he's talking, he just. It, he struggles. He, he's. I don't know what it is, whether he still has neck issues or whatever, but it's weird the fact that he's got cleared to wrestle and Daniel Bryan's got cleared to wrestle. Yeah. Well. And I've always thought since WrestleMania 19, I thought that he is going to end up hurting himself mm. sooner rather than later. I mean, whenever he had like, what, 40% or 20% uh, um, strength in his arm and he's fighting Brock Lesnar, obviously he had his neck issue and things like that. I just hope he doesn't do something stupid like do his moonsault off the top and yeah. land awkwardly I, I don't, I don't know, think so. I don't think that'll happen I would be very surprised if he always looks very that. red like flair he looks very very red faced yeah, a lot of the time his promos have been terrible so they have well that's maybe a bit harsh but they have not been if you look at Kurt Angle then and Kurt Angle then and now and forever it's night and day difference but what I find odd about it all is that even towards the end of his TNA run mm-hmm. he was still extremely strong in the microphone he talked fine whereas now I find even he says things weirdly do you find that that's like with Flair whenever Flair was getting older yeah. he seemed to shout more than actually talk more Yeah. whereas you know you look back and he was able to say WWE mm-hmm. fine whereas my we're not, it's like WWE you know, sort of, it's almost like Kozlov said it in a way, you know, it's, there's just, he just says it very oddly now, um, it's hurt, and he stands weirdly in the ring now, his knees are always bent and stuff, so, I just guess the boy must be hurting, 
more than yeah. anybody realises. Or maybe it just stands out a bit more because he's now mainly in a suit yeah. and a tie, whereas you've just been used to years of him just in his wrestling gear. Um, but yeah, next match. Cruiserweight match, as you mentioned, Cedric Alexander versus Mustafa Ali. I'd say you probably have fairly zero knowing about great, these boys. They're great names, so yeah, go Mustafa they're both Ali. Very, they're both very good talent. Uh, the Cruiserweights have got better in the last couple of months in comparison to what they were. Uh, we have a triple threat tag match for the WWE SmackDown Tag Team Championships, which is the Usos, uh, Ben Reed's uh, favourite tag team. <laughs> uh, New Day, Big E, Kofi and Xavier versus the now Bludgeon Brothers, which is Rowan and Harper. Apparently, from what a guy in work said, that this will be, if they're on the main show, this will be the first match that the Usos have had at WrestleMania in the nine years they've been there. On the main card. Yeah. They've done pre-show. Yeah. But main card, which is actually quite scary. Yeah. So is that you could be in a company for the guts of ten years. But then you look at Sheamus as well. Sheamus hadn't he, really... He, him he, and Brian? Yeah, because they had... The year prior? Yeah. They and had, then they had a 60-second match the yeah. year after that? Well, 28. Well, yeah. Um, but that's that's scary because like they've since they've went heel they've like really and they're not even heel anymore they're sort of tweener right they're sort of they'll time their times they'll be you know they'll not say you know boo your town or stuff like yeah. that you know or to get the cheap heat or anything like that but they'll just be like things they'll say to their opponent where you're like mm, you're dicing with yeah. on heel tendencies here but it's good that they can reinvent themselves and make themselves more um relevant and more they're far they're far far better than what they were especially when bands really really hated them <laughs> in their you know us yeah, days or, or ufo was Bret Hart the, once, yeah. the ufo days but them and new day over the last couple of years have had considerably good matches they've yeah. consistently fairly much um stole the show that they've been on so I would like to see them get a main you know card yeah. spot but you could roll the dice for a lot of these matches to see who's ending up on the pre-show mm-hmm. um, speaking of Sheamus we have another tag team match for the Raw tag titles which is Cesaro and Sheamus versus Braun Strowman and To Be Determined now again, by the time you hear this, everybody, this will have probably been announced because it's the last draw before WrestleMania. Um, do you think they'll do that, or do you think they'll leave it till Mania? Because I think they'll do that, like they did the Hardy Pop. I don't think they need to, mm-hmm. because you know the vast majority of tickets are sold for the event. Yeah, they can hold it off. This is why, partly, um, to kind of bring in Undertaker and Cena. At this point as well. They are probably. Going to bring Taker out on Raw. So they are tonight. Obviously you're all hearing this on Tuesday. So it'll probably happen. Because Vince won't have been able to restrain himself. He'll want Taker on Raw. To be like. Here we go. It's WrestleMania. Let's go everybody. But he's not going to sell. You know. Any crazy amount he's not going to because Undertaker's announced isn't going to sell another 10,000 tickets because yeah. the place is all but sold out mm-hmm. by now so with that I would like that to actually Taker to not show up on Raw and Cena to just be in the ring at Wrestlemania waiting you see, to see I if he had actually shows up of what because I remember that they did this I don't know when but like Seth Rollins was in NXT 
and then he wanted Triple H or something then and then he got ejected or whatever so what if uh, he showed up to a takeover so what if John Cena turns up at takeover and says you know like again I'm challenging the Undertaker he's not doing blah, blah, blah. and you just heard the gong at the NXT crowd because obviously the NXT crowd is electric as we know whereas at, at the minute the Raw before Mania is still popular but whether the crowd would get into it or not even if mm-hmm. you just heard the gong or even before the lights go off you know like before the lights go off you know like you just hear the gong and then the lights go off and then that's the end of well, it well that's the big rumours are that it there mightn't even need to be a gong because it could be American Badass Taker yeah because Kid Rock's in the Hall of Fame and then he could sing him to the ring which I'd be f- kind of fine with because then it kind of says that the old Undertaker is gone and this is the only Undertaker but then the, the reason why I think there's a chance we're going that American badass direction is because with Cena's promos in the build up and even again stuff he's putting on Twitter and Instagram mm-hmm. he's kind of stripping away the magic yeah, because and he, the facade yeah, of he the said dead about man. your wife's Instagram yeah you know, and, and like that. you know he's posted images of you know, him as Texas Red and stuff like that way back in the day. You know, properly just breaking the mystique yeah. of everything. So you could see it just be, right, I'm coming out basically as Mark Calloway to kick your backside mm-hmm. sort of thing. Um, but feeding that back in to Braun Strowman, I think the most likely is probably Elias. Okay. Because they had a feud not too long ago. And they seem to be quite favourable to Elias. Um, they, he's been doing quite well in terms of being a heel on the main roster kind of flatlined in NXT so, but was a better character for me in TV will this be the new Cesaro and Seamus where they don't like each other and they end up respecting each other that kind of thing be. because the only other thing pers- the only other two people I'm thinking of are uh, oh no hold on I did think of well hold on uh, do you have another thought um, there was talk of Ray there's talk of Ray, which is my other one. The other one is that if the Alexa Bliss uh, Nia Jax match goes on earlier and she loses, that she becomes his that tag would team be partner. Interesting. That would and be then interesting. she is the first ever, because they're, they're loving doing the first ever, you know, first ever women's battle royal at WrestleMania. Mixed you know, tag team yeah, champions. Mixed tag team champions, but, uh, Royal Rumble, and then you've got like the first See, ever. I think that would be a brilliant direction to go. That's a brilliant point you've brought up. That. The way we have on Raw and SmackDown, we just have tag titles, mm-hmm. you know, tag team champions. What if Raw was a mixed tag championship yeah. and SmackDown was the regular tag team championship? That way you've just got that bit of difference and you've got maybe something to do mm-hmm. for the other ladies on Raw Yeah, to do. Because then it may be a case of, listen, I'll do all the work. All you need to do is stand there. And then it could be a case of she gets the pinfall off Cesaro or something like that. And then you hear the crowd pop because those two, because they work so well together. They do have good chemistry. You know, and yeah. they do have that. So that's that's who I'm going to plumb for. I doubt it'll happen, but it's just a nice, you know, because I was going to say, oh, it could be Matt Hardy because, or it could be Jeff Hardy. Something different. You know, something different. Um, but I think that would be a great thing to see, especially if, say, because I think what may happen is that it's more likely that Carmella will cash in her money in the bank of Nia Jax rather than uh, Charlotte or... I could see that, you know, yeah. Like, and then if she loses the belt, then she's upset. Braun says she's upset. I have a tag team partner, but he's, uh, you know, like he's gone off on me, so yeah. I want you to Carmella's definitely more likely to cash in on the Raw Women's title yeah. than SmackDown because obviously Asuka's going up against Charlotte. Yeah. 
they're going to want to keep that streak going because mm. it's you'd say it's fairly nailed on that she's going to win the belt yeah from Charlotte and I think what will happen there is there'll be a backstage segment or something and she'll go be backstage with the belt and Goldberg will say well done on your streak I know how that feels kid or something like that <laughs> um, but yeah I think Braun Strowman's going to have an interesting night anyway we mentioned Charlotte Flair versus Asuka this has real promise mm-hmm. for the night but it's going to be Asuka. It's kind of a pretty much a dead giveaway in terms of the result of that. We have Alexa Bliss versus Nia Jax. I'm sure those two are absolutely loving this mm-hmm. because they are the best of friends in real life. And the fact that they're going to get to face each other at WrestleMania. Well, that's kind of pretty, we, pretty cool. That's kind of when we had Becky, uh, Charlotte and yeah. Sasha Banks all f- uh, at rest- their first WrestleMania. Yeah. You know, so... That's reminded me. I was about to say it, but I forgot about it for a second. Interesting fact. Obviously, somebody who's currently missing from this uh, card is Bray Wyatt. Mm-hmm. Of course, he had the stuff with Matt Hardy recently in the Ultimate Deletion match yeah. and vanished into the Lake of Reincarnation. From what I've read, he could be the first guy in WWE history to be WWE champion at the prior Wrestlemania and not be on the card the next year that's who is still with the company there's been guys who have been a champion yeah but then left Mm -hmm. but the first guy to have been champion and then not be on the card the next year that's scary they completely messed up his title reign plus did silly projectors of bugs in his match the year prior oh yeah or the whole sister Abigail thing yeah Uh, we have a fatal four way for the US belt Randy Orton, Bobby Roode, Jinder Mahal, <laughs> and Rusev. You it's, didn't get to experience the Jinder Mahal WWE title run, did you? I know of it, and you know, like I know that there was a big thing to do with obviously them getting their product over there, you know, like, and then that's kind of why they and made. And didn't it. really pull the numbers. No, whereas I think. Rusev seems to be the kind of Daniel Bryan of you know like as the crowd absolutely adores him and then that's kind of why he's been added there's no to real this. choice you know so again this is a kind of Daniel Bryan so I can see I don't know why I know Orton's the champ because of this, the whole this is, this is the thing is you know when I look down the card mm-hmm. and I look where I think title changes could happen yeah I'm getting a lot of title changes in my head okay so I can't see Orton dropping the belt in this particular one I think oh, we see, I think he'll ones. drop the belt but I think that one he'll stay the champion well, we'll talk, we'll, or whether we'll, they do we'll do a quick prediction thing when we get to the end here so we'll because we kind of have every time we've been on the air with this show so why break tradition uh, Miz versus Seth versus Finn Balor for the Intercontinental title Miz can become the overall longest reigning Intercontinental champion in history so okay. most days Holding the belt. Alright, so that'll beat Honky Tonk then? No, so not, I'm not talking as in one reign. Right. Cumulative. Okay. Days. But I think it is like Honky Tonk Man. Alright, okay. So is it the other Is it Honky Tonk Man? Yeah, so, it should be Honky Tonk Because they had like the Santino Morella Honky Tonk perfect meter Mighty thing. meter? Yeah. Yeah. Um, so I don't know exactly how the days line up. Mm-hmm. Whether he achieves that this week. Going into WrestleMania, or he has to win at WrestleMania to attain that. Okay. 
Um, there was a bit of a howler. I don't know if you noticed this from our local arena here. Yes, yes. In Belfast, whoever was doing the Twitter account for our arena over here in Belfast kind of messed everything up and got, of course, the dirt sheet attention. Um, they tweeted that Finn Balor was ready to fight Seth Rollins and win the Intercontinental Championship in Belfast. When you click the link to watch the video, however, that is not what was said. Finn Balor said that he's going to go to WrestleMania and win the Intercontinental title at WrestleMania and then come and defend it in Belfast. Right. So whoever decided to do the social media for our arena either just wasn't paying attention and heard Seth Rollins and Finn Balor and automatically assumed or just didn't watch the video at all. Good one. Yeah, very smart stuff. Um, I hope they don't do with him, with the Miz, what they have every time Miz is champion. Because they did it at 29. Yeah, and they, sure. did, and they did it with um, they did it with a ladder match whenever Ryder won. Right. Um, is that they, yes. they win the belt. In and Dallas, then, yeah, I was there. I and then that, yeah. the next night on Raw, he, he, get, he gets it back. Yeah. So I hope that, say, Finn Balor doesn't win the belt and then Miz wins it back again. And then Miz. You I don't think, want change for change's sake. Yeah, but then if they do that, then he, I think, beats Jericho's all time reign because Jericho is a nine time champ. And I think this makes him a ten time champ, if memory serves. Is Jericho nine time? It's either. It's something like that. I think. I think he's one behind Jericho. Okay. I think if he was to win it again, he ties. All right. I could be wrong. I could be wrong. I could be wrong, too. But. Hey ho. Uh, now we're into the big boys here. These are the two, what you could call your co main events. Um, AJ versus Nakamura, mm-hmm. which is probably my dream match. Whereas the other main event, Brock Lesnar versus Roman Reigns, is probably Vince McMahon's dream main event. I know which one should close out the show, and I know which one will close out the show. And I'm sure it's the exact same for me. Should be Nakamura Styles. Will be Brock and Roman. Yes. Which will mean Roman will have been the main event of WrestleMania for four years consecutively. Who else has only done that? Brother. Oh, right, okay. Only Hogan has managed that. Not even Cena has done four years in a row in the main event at WrestleMania. Hogan, I think it was like. Was it like 87 to 91 or something? Well, like it'd that? Be, it would have been. Yeah, it would have been in the first one, second one. Third one, and then the fourth one, I think, was him. No, the f- it wouldn't be in the fourth one, because the fourth one was Savage. There was, there was some there was oh. some stretch where he was the main event four years in a row. Okay. So, if Roman was to say go on next five, year, six, main event. It would be five, six, seven, eight then. Because five was Savage. Six. Oh, hold on. Don't worry, so we won't put you on the spot. Okay, well, six, <laughs> was six, six was Warrior, wasn't it? Six was Warrior. Seven was uh, Slaughter and eight was uh, Sid Vicious. And then nine... Aye, because that was meant to be Flair and yeah, all, wasn't and then it? Nine, yeah, and nine, he kind of did main event because he beat Yokozuna. Yeah. And then ten, he wasn't there. So, yeah. Um, that then. Um, but yeah, AJ Styles versus Nakamura, I just hope they're allowed to go out and have the quality of match they have had in Japan. Mm-hmm. Because this is the thing, years have gone past, like, in the last couple of years, it was like, oh, Jericho's going to face Kevin Owens. This is going to be match of the night. And it 
fell flat on its face. Yeah. It really didn't do well. Everybody is that the one, up about is it. Is that the one he went backstage in the documentary and Vince, and Vince is and not like, happy? No. And Vince was like, yeah. are we okay? And like, nope. Nope. Yeah. <laughs> but no, I hope they can go out and do what they are capable of doing because I think that's one thing with Nakamura. I really like Nakamura and that's as part of what's kind of hurting that I'm not there this year is because I was there two years ago, WrestleMania weekend, when he made his NXT debut mm-hmm. against Sami Zayn. So it would have been nice poetry to see him potentially yeah. main event and win the WWE Championship. But there has been, when it comes to the level of talent, and the argument could be, well, you shouldn't need the level of talent to have good matches. But I think part of it as well is he's used too frequently mm-hmm. on TV. So it's that age-old thing of, he's just another guy now. Yeah. Whereas when you were watching him in NXT or whatever, it was just like, oh, he had maybe a match every month and every other show he had a promo or something like that. Yeah. So you had that mystique and enjoyment when he had the match. Whereas now you see him wrestle pretty much every SmackDown. So when you see him there, you're just like, cool. Mm-hmm. You know, still enjoy him. But uh, I, it's one of those ones, again, you're worried if they pull the trigger on him. Will it work? Yeah. But if there is a match that could potentially be match of the night, it's going to be this one. Um, that one, not the one he's talking about now. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. But yeah, Brock versus Roman. The fourth roll of the dice. The fourth year in a row that they are potentially trying to make Roman the guy. And another year that Brock Lesnar is in the main of, is in a WrestleMania match and then holding, apparently... Holding the company ransom. And then apparently he's going to leave after that and all that kind of stuff. I don't, and I don't believe that one bit. So... I think that's just posturing again because again that happened back at, what was it, 31? I think it was. Yeah, that was the San Fran one where they faced off prior mm-hmm. uh, in the main event. So, yeah, it's been Roman versus Brock won. And then, what was it? Um, you had Roman versus Triple H at 32. What was the other one? Roman versus Taker, sorry. Yeah. That's the one. That's how bad that match was last year that I forgot, wanted to forget. Yeah, that Roman that, versus that is, Undertaker. That is a match that should have never And then happened. here we are, we're having Roman versus Brock again. Mm-hmm. So we are for the fourth year in a row. So... This is kind of last roll of the dice stuff, or you would think last roll of the dice, but being Vince and being as stubborn as he is, I don't see him not trying again. Will we do some predictions? Okay. Quickly. Because um, <laughs> we've probably, yeah, we've near doubled the time of this show just talking about wrestling. Apologies for non-wrestling listeners, but it wouldn't be right for us not to kind of talk about WrestleMania at this time of the year. So, we'll not worry about the Battle Royals, because that could be an absolute you know shot in the dark Daniel Bryan and Shane McMahon versus Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn what would you predict? Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn because apparently if they win they get their job back so either well suppose because then you're having a raw shake you're having a draft shake up so they could go to raw and do it that way that they always seem to do so yeah I'll go for Daniel Bryan because it's the same arena where he were on WrestleMania 30 you know the main event so yeah. I'll say Daniel Bryan and Shane McMahon I'd find actually. it very odd for them to have Daniel Bryan lose mm-hmm. in his first match back. The only twist you could have is that Daniel Bryan turns heel and sides with... Or Shane does. Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn. Um, but again, would you want to have Daniel Bryan turn heel at the sight of his biggest moment yeah. in his career? It's more likely that Shane McMahon would do than Daniel Bryan would do. Um, 
but I think you're a fair shout there. So I'm going to go Daniel Bryan and Shane McMahon as well. Uh, this is probably going to be the e- one of the easiest predictions. Uh, Kurt Angle and Rousey versus Triple H and Stephanie. Um, it'll be Kurt Angle and Ronda Rousey because yep. you're not going to have her in her first match and have her lose. Kurt and Rousey, yeah. Uh, <laughs> sounds like Kay Quicksing or Archery, sorry. Run, Rousey! This is probably going to be your biggest guess. So it is Cedric Alexander versus Mustafa Ali for the Cruiserweight. I'll go for Cedric Alexander because I've heard of him, whereas I haven't heard of... Okay, I'm going to go Mustafa Ali. We'll change it up there so well. Um, it could be either of them, really, from experience. I wasn't just picking that because I, I've been watching the Cruiserweights ahead and I got uh, Usos versus New Day versus the Bludgeon Brothers hmm this is this could be an interesting one I could see this having a change so I could oh, so the pop. Usos are the champs at the moment Usos are the champs okay I'm going to go for the New Day then okay. yes it is I'm going to go for Bludgeon Brothers okay because they've been building them up so they have but it could it could go New Day okay because there has always been talk um, of them wanting them to be the most decorated tag team yeah. in history. So there's they still a few to go, so they need to pull the trigger on that. Uh, but I'm going to go Bludgeon Brothers. You're going to go New Day then, so that's another difference. Cesaro and Sheamus versus Braun Strowman and To Be Determined. Braun Strowman and uh, Alexa Blisslow win the tag belts. Okay. So I'm going to go Braun Strowman and Elias. So technically count those as different predictions. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Charlotte Flair versus Asuka. Again, fairly easy. Asuka. Yeah, I would like Charlotte Flair to win, but I don't see her stopping Asuka. You know, that's the thing. The the whispers are, and, well, the whispers for Brock versus Roman this year were known a year ago, so I'd say this is probably there's a good chance that they're going to build to Asuka versus Rousey next year at 35. So they're not going to want her to lose. Okay. Uh, Alexa Biss versus Nia Jax. This is again where I started saying I can see a lot of title changes happening because I could see Nia Jax winning... The belt of Alexa. I could see Alexa hanging on to it, but getting disqualified for it. Mm, could have so a screw finish yeah, or something so like that. So, I'm going to go Naya. You're going to go Alexa. I'm going to go Alexa. And okay. like Mickey James will interfere and mm, do something That's true. She could be involved something. somewhere. Uh, Randy Orton versus Bob Roode, as Rusev calls him, versus <laughs> Jinder Mahal versus Rusev. Um, I'll go for a Bobby Roode because he. He's not somebody I love his entrance and all, but he's not somebody that I particularly enjoy. I th- think he's very methodical, you know, like he's mm. very. I just I don't know. There's just something about him in the ring that I, I don't I, see him going anywhere beyond the mid card. No, I loved him whenever he was with Beer Money and TNA. Yep, that was about the height of it. I don't see him going any further simply because he's in his forties. Right, believe it or not. It's so funny because Dolph Ziggler turns around and calls him kid, okay. even though he's in his 40s. Uh, I'd like Rusev to win, but I think they'll probably do the normal thing and then just take it off Orton, give Orton some time off, and then put it on Rude. Yeah, that would be the only thing that would make me think Orton loses, mm. is because Orton's very much the sort of guy oh, I don't want to do house shows. And, and plus the fact that he wasn't on the Raw 25th yeah. anniversary, which surprised me greatly. Yeah. And his wife, and apparently. His, his wife gave off about that. <laughs> yeah. uh, so you're going to go Bobby Rude, yeah? yeah? I'll just go for it. I'll go for Rusev. Why not? Uh, Miz versus Rollins versus Balor. I'm thinking Rollins. Yeah. Um, I think with this... No, that wouldn't be. I think Balor should get the belt because I think it's been a while. It's I been agree. A while since, I agree. It's been a while. 
with Rollins, I don't think they know what they're doing with him since they were going to bring the shield back and then obviously Ambrose got injured and then they're all going their separate ways. And I think he's lost in the mid-card, whereas Balor, again, should not be in the mid-card, but unfortunately is. So yeah. I'm going to go Balor. See, I can see Miz losing this. Okay, I'm going to go... In fact, I'm going to go Balor. Okay. And Balor's going to lose... Balor's going to win the belt and then the next night on Raw, Miz is going to win it back again. <laughs> okay. Um... I'm going with Rollins because I do think at some point in the near future they're going to pull the trigger on Miz going into the main event again. Okay. Not necessarily to win the title. Yeah. But to have... Because well, his character has been far stronger in this last year or so than beforehand and he deserves well, another chance. Well, I mean, whenever he was, had the belt, who did he fight at one stage? Jay, or Jerry Lawler? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but I think he deserves another shot, he at does. least in the main event uh, slot. AJ Styles versus Nakamura. Again, I said I think there's going to be a lot of title changes, and I'm going for Nakamura. Okay, well, I'll, as much as I like Nakamura and I do like AJ Styles, I'll go for AJ Styles then. Okay, cool. Finally then, and this might be an obvious one again, pro- I don't see this splitting uh, the decision here. Brock Lesnar versus Roman Reigns. Roman Reigns? I'll go for Brock Lesnar. Then. Okay. Um, I'll go okay. for him because I would like them to do something different rather than Reigns winning. I would like Lesnar to win. In fact, even though that's the main event, I don't see that closing the show. Okay. I think that they'll do Cena Taker closing the show. Really? Yeah. Because they've done that before. Obviously, there was a whole big thing to do with WrestleMania 18 and the fact that Hogan and Rock should have went on last. Yeah. And Triple H says, no, no, no. the belt always goes on last, whereas obviously we haven't had that in certain matches, like, say, last year, Roman for Taker, example. Yeah. So I think it'll be a case of this will be Cena versus Taker, but there'll be a little stipulations to do with the loser retires. Okay. Because obviously we've had um, the Undertaker or... Shawn Michaels versus Flair, Shawn Michaels versus Taker. You know, we haven't had a retirement match, so I think that'll be whether tonight, um, Cena said, I'll tell you what, to sweeten the pot, if you beat me, I'll retire. And that'll be what maybe brings Taker to the forefront. So I'm going to say that John Cena will beat The Undertaker and then The Undertaker will be done. Okay, well, I'm going to go Undertaker. Okay. So I (laughs) Cena will be done. (laughs) Um... I'm not sure whether we're going to get that stipulation or not, but... Hair versus hair match. <laughs> I, it would be so odd to have Taker lose three matches at WrestleMania. And yes, you could say, well, this realistically really is his last Mania. He sh- he shouldn't, he, this it, match this shouldn't be happening. shouldn't happen last year. No, it's, this match shouldn't... As soon as the streak was broken, that should have been it. Yeah. That should have been it. Yeah. Um, but no, I'm going to go Undertaker because I think what would it be twenty three and three then mm. if he lost. The thing that worries and it me kind of takes the luster. Things that worries me is that if he comes out as the American badass and his finisher is the last ride, can he do it? <laughs> I don't think he'll do it. I think his knees will buckle, so I don't think he'll do that. Like I was watching the match with him and Orton, and there were so many moves like snake eyes and the big run and the big last. boot, the flying clothesline, yeah. the jumping and. Obviously, you know, like he's he's an old he's an older man now, but you know, there's a time. He wouldn't be able to go off the ropes. There's and all a that. time wherever you need to call it a day, and at the minute, it's becoming like Flair called it at the right time. Yeah. And if Flair kept going, Flair would have just been a very novelty act. And at the minute, 
The Undertaker in WrestleMania don't go hand in hand. It's Since he lost the streak, that magic has he gone. He said it himself. Yeah, he said like it takes one fight to make you look, look an old man like or look an old a bat, man or you know, a broken yeah, fighter or yeah, something. Yeah, exactly. Like that. And that happened last year, and it's happening this year yeah. again. You know, so unfortunate. So that's our predictions for WrestleMania. Pain. Right. right we'll get on to our last topic here because we'll I would say we would just leave it at that. You I think, sure? I think that would do fine. So because I think we've rabbited it on for how long? <laughs> Just over an hour. Yeah, so I think if we were just leave it at that, I think that's a nice way to end it. Um, because obviously then WrestleMania is this coming Sunday. And obviously you have NXT. Sunday, Sunday, Sunday. You have NXT, you have the Hall of Fame, you know, like, and you have all that good stuff as well. Don't get so. me started on NXT now, because that would be another hour. Yeah. Um, but yes, thank you everybody for listening to episode 98. We really didn't mean to rabbit on about wrestling too long. I blame you, Chris. I didn't even put that in my selection. Uh, he is wearing a WrestleMania t-shirt. <laughs> Dallas. Well, there we um, All that off a post-it note saying WrestleMania seven hours. Yeah. And then we went on for near seven hours. Well, there you go. So if <laughs> WrestleMania seven hours isn't long enough, put this on beforehand or afterwards. And then, you know, like there'll be eight hours. So there you go. If you're a glutton for a punishment, Or put it on then. before their two-hour pre-show and you could have like 11 hours. Yeah, just if you need to get some sleep, get some kip, that's fine. Just listen to us and we'll, you know, put you down. Land of Nod. So yeah, we'll see you in a week, everybody, uh, with episode 99 of Operation Retro Shock. Oh, we're going to have some ice cream and like a little flake in it. Ooh, that would be nice. Um, Americans will have no idea <laughs> what that is like right now. Yeah. Um, do you want to give everybody a tease of what episode 99 is going to be about, Chris? Well, you know, like sometimes we sit back and we marvel at certain movies that we watch. You know, like if we, you know, if we have a group of like four people who aren't that great but maybe a bit more than great you know like whether they have a certain like sword with a like a blade in their hand or whether they just have sticky fingers and you know can climb things <laughs> you know like whatever so Ew, sticky fingers yeah so um that's kind of a case of what's to come we're kind of talking about we're kind of going to be marveling at marvel before marvel was really marvel uh, which is marvelous um, I so think that sums it up nicely. I think so. Yeah. So yeah, check us out on Twitter, everybody at Retroshock Pod. That's P O D. We're a lot more active on there, so we are, or at least I am. Anyway. I've noticed. I've noticed with uh, a, a licking up face and pointing fingers upwards, but we're doing more polls and things like that, and asking your opinions, opinions and things. Yes. So after episode hundred, whenever we've done our. Uh, well, episode after 101, let's just say, because episode 100 will be us talking. Oh, I've got an idea for that. Okay, well, 101 <laughs> Dalmatians probably. No, um, no. no. <laughs> but um, after but that, we're going to probably be looking to see if you have any ideas. We have a couple of like irons in the fire, but um, we're not going to divulge that as yet. But yes, before we do finally sign off for this episode, yes, like I said, check out the Twitter if you want to contact us, you can get me at Alan GW Price, and he is at Vinto316. But for episode 100, we have a request for everybody. And that is, we need you to send in your rankings for the MCU. We've had a reasonable number yeah. have come in so far. Um, but that's one of the key things we're going to do in episode 100, is rank the MCU movies from best to worst. And we would like to hear yours so you have just under two weeks from when you listen to this if you're listening to this on the 3rd of april um 
if you aren't listening to it on the 3rd of April, you have less time. So work it out yourself. Use maths. It's good. Use calendar. But yeah, send us in your rankings. You can do that. Our DMs are completely open on Twitter. So you don't have to be worrying about us not receiving it or anything like that. Or you can email it to us as well. I'm Alan uh, Price at operationretroshock.co.uk. Or another another way to do it is there is a website that you could do. It's Letterboxd, which is Alan showed me, which is L-E-T-T-E-R-B-O-X-D dot com. And you can create a list there, create an account, and it's free to do so. And you can put them in so you can do them in ranked order. So put your least favourite in first and then your favourite last. And then you can send that to me. Uh, I'm Vintomania on that or just email it to cvint, uh, or sorry, vinto316 at gmail.com. Or you can just email it there and that's fine. So you have plenty of options. Yes. To get it to us. We'll see you all in a week. It'll be marvellous. Bye.